0: Fredalone's A's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 292, Christmas Eve, 2019. It was 47 degrees was the high on this day in 1909 and 31 below in 1877. And in case you're wondering about tomorrow, I guess the warmest Christmas we ever had on record, those records are very minimal. They only go back about 140 years or so. The warmest Christmas we had in these parts was 51 degrees in 1922. Your mayor, Joe Well, uh, Based on uh, satellite data, radar, jet fighters, apps, social media accounts, and volunteers, uh, as we speak, Santa is about mid Atlantic. Oh. Heading this way, heading towards the United States. Okay. Having done his deeds all around the west or the eastern half of the globe, he's now coming to this side. That's based on NORAD and the Continental Air Defense Command and. Uh, all, all kinds of things. Stay safe, Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay did sky- you know, did you know, speaking of satellites and rockets.
2: And- we got little GLers relying on
0: him. So That's right. Keep yeah. your snide. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Don't get stiff. Yeah. You know, you got to fly. Yep. You're flying. Do you know that in 1961, John Kennedy had to assure a young yeah. child that uh, Santa was going to be okay and the Russians weren't going to get him? We saw that. I miss those days. Uh-huh. I miss the days when, you know, Russia was easily hateable. It still is for me. Well, they are, yeah. It's yeah. just, But well, it's just different. You know? never, never mind. Just, could, I won't get, get into now. it. When we
2: could define our adversaries. We knew who who they were.
0: Yeah. And uh, JFK and his rocker, he said, Dear Michelle, I was glad to get your letter about trying to stop the Russians from bombing the North Pole and risking the life of Santa Claus. (laughs) uh, JFK once said of the holiday, for uncounted millions, Christmas expresses the deepest hopes for a world of peace where love rather than mistrust will flourish between neighbors. Wouldn't you love to see the Trumper uh, uh, address the the girl who who writes a letter about, uh, I'm really worried that the Russians are going to bomb Santa's workshop in the North Pole.
2: He'd big up Russia, he'd big up himself, mm-hmm. and then kind of downplay the contributions that Santa has played over sure, the years. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> or he'd perfect. go the route of uh Johnny Don't worry, w- he'd say it'll be perfect. Yeah. What perfect. was he talking about? Because of me.
1: Yesterday, yep. John, you were citing it, the wind. The wind, the wind he mills. Are, about wind. Wind, yeah. He knows a lot about wind. A lot,
3: tremendous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's that show you guys are always citing where the uh, characters win the lottery and then they quit and, and say vile things oh. about their uh, boss? Reno, Reno, Reno 911. 911. Yeah. yeah. A jubilant Spanish TV reporter (laughs) informed her colleagues on the air that she would not be back at work the next day as she celebrated a lottery win, but was left red-faced when she found out it was just a fraction of the jackpot. Natalie Escudero, who works for public broadcaster RTVE, started screaming on camera when the results in the 4 million euro, $4.4 million Christmas lottery were announced, according to the BBC. (laughs) Clutching a winning ticket in the lottery known as El Gordo, the fat one. El Gordo. She announced she was not coming to work tomorrow. Natalie doesn't work tomorrow. She added as she jumped for joy. But the top prize can be shared among winners, and her take was the equivalent of about fifty-five hundred bucks. <laughs> fifty-five. Oh
1: no! Did she tell her colleagues I <laughs> could suck it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've never liked any of you people.
1: <laughs> the best was the the one guy that walked in with the
0: flashing grills yeah he goes oh
1: yeah <laughs> brand new gold
0: teeth <laughs> uh so then she had to apologize on twitter saying she regretted their her actions Ooh. uh i think she's clamoring for her job back probably <laughs> she said i didn't i just meant that i i just meant i wasn't going to show up for one day got it. <laughs> okay yeah well it doesn't seem like she took too much liberty with everyone's i don't think so yeah i don't think
2: so the boss said hey listen here little miss 5500 right i'll see you tomorrow <laughs>
0: I told you yesterday I would deliver you more information from this piece in The Spectator. Did it get posted? Yes. I, p- uh, I put it on the Garage Logic Facebook page. Uh, it's a piece by Matt Ridley, The Spectator, is an ancient British publication. Uh, and it's uh, headlined, We've Just Had the Best Decade in Human History. Uh, but we don't know about it because, as we well know, mostly only bad news makes it. Correct. Right. But uh, this is an extraordinary piece, and I'll get to the... I uh, highlighted some things... Uh, uh, energy, energy use is down and since its inception, the environmental movement has been obsessed by finite resources. The two books that kicked off the green industry in the early 1970s, the limits to growth in America and blueprint for survival in Britain, both lamented the imminent exhaustion of metals, minerals, and fuels. The limits to growth predicted that if growth continued, the world would run out of gold, mercury, silver, tin, zinc, copper, and lead well before the year 2000. School textbooks soon echoed those claims. This caused the economist Julian Simon to challenge the ecologist Paul Ehrlich to a bet that a basket of five metals chosen by Ehrlich would cost less in 1990 than in 1980. The Stone Age did not end for the lack of stone, Simon said, arguing that we would find substitutes if metals grew scarce. Simon won the bet easily, although Ehrlich wrote a check with reluctant sniping that the one thing we'll never run out of is imbeciles. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> none of those medals has significantly risen in price or fallen in volume of reserves, let alone run out. One of my treasured possessions, the author writes, is the Julian Simon Award I won in 2012, made from the five medals. Uh, A modern irony is that many green policies advocated now would actually reverse the trend towards using less stuff. A wind farm requires far more concrete and steel than an equivalent system based on gas. Environmental opposition to nuclear power has hindered the generating systems that need the least land, least fuel, and least steel or concrete per megawatt. Burning wood instead of coal and power stations means the exploitation of more land, the eviction of more woodpeckers, and even higher emissions. Organic farming uses more land than conventional technology has put us on a path to a cleaner, greener planet. We don't need to veer off in a new direction. If we do, we risk retarding progress." As we enter the third decade of this century, I'll make a prediction. By the end of it, we will see less poverty, less child mortality, less land devoted to agriculture in the world. There will be more tigers, whales, forests, and nature reserves. Britons will be richer, and each of us will use fewer resources. The global political future may be uncertain, but the environmental and technological trends are clear and pointing in the right direction. Now, let me get to where he had something about agriculture. Uh, was fascinating. Uh, Efficiencies in agriculture mean the world is now approaching peak farmland. Despite the growing number of people and their demand for more and better food, the productivity of agriculture is rising so fast that human needs can be supplied by a shrinking amount of land. In 2012, Jesse Asubel of Rockefeller University. Rockefeller University and his colleagues argued that thanks to modern technology, we use 65 percent less land to produce a given quantity of food compared with 50 years ago. By 2050, it's estimated that an area the size of India will have been released from the plow and the cow. Land sparing is the reason that forests are expanding, especially in rich countries. In 2006, Asubal worked out that no reasonably wealthy country had a falling stock of forest in, tree, in terms of both tree density and acreage. Large animals are returning in abundance in rich countries. Populations of wolves, deer, beavers, lynx, seals, sea lions, sea eagles, and bald eagles all are increasing, and now even tiger numbers are slowly climbing. Perhaps... The most surprising statistic is that Britain is using steadily less energy. John Constable of the Global Warming Policy Forum points out that the that although the U.K.'s economy has almost trebled in size since 1970 and our population is up by 20%, total primary inland energy consumption has actually fallen by 10%. Much of that decline has happened in recent years. This is not necessarily good news, Constable argues. Although the improving energy efficiency of light bulbs, airplanes, and cars is part of the story, it also means we are importing more embedded energy and products, having driven much of our steel, aluminum, and chemical interests industries abroad with some of the highest energy prices for industry in the world. Innovation is going to save us. I just think it's fantastic. And yet we have uh, so many people who want to remain unhappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the peace, f- peace the from- farming
2: thing was very interesting mm-hmm. to me, but I think uh, at least in the United States, aren't we using that land anyway? Mm-hmm. We're using more acreage, but the acreage itself is producing more bushels per acre. Right. I think that's what he was trying to make
1: clear you, there. You were mentioning how so many people want to remain unhappy. I, I was working an event, New Year's Eve of the year 2016, and I'll never forget this. It was mostly a crowd of, I would say, 20 to 40-year-old people. Yeah. And there was a DJ that was working the event, and he kept talking about how <clears throat> we all know we want to put this year behind us because 2016, you know, ba- you know, he was— right. And I just thought, what, just because someone got elected, you're going to deem the whole year was, oh, was right. a
2: horrible year. Like, what, what's wrong with you yeah. people? Of course.
0: Great yeah. piece uh, in the Wall Street Journal today uh, by Phil Graham and Mike Sollin, uh analyzing the miracle of capitalism as it was expressed in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, which is on tonight, by the way. Uh, George dreams of adventure and wealth and wants no part of this business of nickels and dimes and spending all your life trying to figure out how to save three cents on a length of pipe. His father, being older and wiser, responds, I feel that in a small way we are doing something important, satisfying a fundamental urge. It's deep in the race for a man to want his own roof and walks and fireplaces, and we're letting him get those things in our shabby little office. By squeezing our nickels and dimes, the Bailey's made limited resources and labor go further, producing dozens of the prettiest little homes you ever saw, 90% owned by suckers who used to pay rent to old banker Potter. (laughs) What the Bailey's... Penny-pinching accomplished in moving Bedford Falls families out of Mr. Potter's slums has been achieved by real-life Baileys throughout our nation's history. Those who were able to save pennies and enriched all mankind. Henry Ford saved pennies and put America on wheels. Thomas Edison cheaply electrified the world, and Sam Walton's cost savings brought quality goods to working-class families at prices they could afford. Bill Gates made access to the digital world affordable. Mark Zuckerberg personalized mass communication at no charge, and Steve Schwarzman made our pennies work harder, as so our families did not have to. It's it's positivity all around us. You're actually doing positive Thursday. It's on a t- all around on a us. Tuesday. It's all around <laughs> us. <laughs> this is fantastic. A uh, great piece in the Star Tribune today by John Phelan, uh, who writes, "We live in the luckiest era in history, and here's why." Since 2000, worldwide deaths from malaria have fallen by half. The income of the median person on the globe has doubled since 03. Life expectancy is now higher than ever before on all of the world's continents. Hasn't all of this come at a great environmental cost? Perhaps. But it ought to be remembered that this cost liberated us from the horrific world of Thomas and Charity Pettijohn and generations of ancestors. When people say they needed system change or that another world is possible, we should remember what the world of the Pettijohns was really like. And he goes on to say... Uh, uh, that the, things began to change about 200 years ago. The vast increase in wealth, widely shared, enabled us to afford medicines and medical treatments, diets, clothing, and shelter, among other things, which banished such stories as the Petty Johns in the realm of freak horror. Uh, capitalism has saved more people. And yet now we're plagued by uh, uh, 20 or 30 Democrats who, who essentially attack it. They attack capitalism. Mm-hmm. They attack success. And some of those Democrats are rather wealthy themselves. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders uh, attack it. Elizabeth Warren essentially is uh, looks up and down the debate stage and establishes for herself purity tests that the other candidates must pass. Mm-hmm. And so she condemns uh, Pete Buttigieg for going to a... Uh, Wine a wine cave. tasting in some some guy's wine cellar, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. To which the friend, the French have responded, "Why? Why would you bother to have a basement if it wasn't a wine cellar?" <laughs> yes, yeah, you in the back. So uh, I don't know if you guys have
1: had the same experience. I got a text message early Sunday morning from a number I did not recognize, and it says the following. Hi, Michael. It's Alex with Bernie 2020. Bernie believes we have a corrupt political and economic system that needs major change. He's running for president to make our economy, our government, and our healthcare system work for all of us, not just the wealthy few. Are you in for Bernie? What's your first name? <clears throat> my well, first name is Chris. Well, you, why would that say Michael? Well, I'm sure it was just... Yeah. But my point... Yeah. How do I respond to this? don't. You don't. You don't. Not don't. at all? No. Oh, I no. thought this would be a fun bit.
2: That'll just invite more. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want your phone to explode with phone calls, go ahead and respond. Oh. So here's a Liz- But Elizabeth. it would be fun
0: to respond. Yeah. Here's Elizabeth Warren, uh, you know, on her tweets. Billionaires in wine caves should not pick the next president of the United States. Those billionaires, lady, have done more for this country than you could ever possibly do or ever possibly imagine. I
2: think she's treating her constituents and the people that she wants to vote for them, she's treating them like idiots, Mm -hmm. assuming that they hate evil rich people because they're not rich. Well, plus she's a
0: hypocrite because she's done the same thing herself. Yeah. She's courted she's courted the the wealthy to back her up. Uh, On a Saturday evening in June of 2018, with temperatures in the 70s and the Red Sox playing at Fenway, supporters of Senator Elizabeth Warren gathered at the City Winery Boston for a fundraiser. They were treated to songs (laughs) by the Grammy-winning artist Melissa Etheridge and heard remarks from Warren, who was months away from announcing her campaign for the 2020 Democratic nomination. For the top donors, those who could contribute or raise $5,400 per couple or $2,700 a person, there was a VIP photo reception and premium seating for them and others who gave at least a grand there was also a gift a souvenir wine bottle but now she positions herself as a candidate who would not accept uh, money from special interest groups and wealthy donors she's she's full of b as in b s as and s wow uh-huh. but all around us we're blessed to be here we're blessed to be in this country we're blessed by capitalism we're blessed by freedom and these idiots <laughs> Can't stop attacking it. No. But they're all just pandering. They don't really mean yeah. anything that comes
1: out of their mouth. No, you're absolutely right, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, people
2: buy it.
0: Yep. The uh, AP has reported that Warren continues to attend the very kind of events for which she has criticized others, including in Manhattan's Upper East Side, Greenwich Village, and uber-wealthy Santa Monica, California. Rufus Gifford, who worked for Barack Obama's presidential campaign, called Warren's attacks disingenuous. It implies a level of corruption and cronyism that is inaccurate and ultimately plays into the hands of Republicans. Santa's getting closer, probably near Nova Scotia, maybe. Probably. Uh, what's the first point of land on the on this well, side here, of the world? I can world? pull it up here. I <laughs> wonder if I got, I, our uh, guy Frankie, the weather guy, oh, yes!
2: is yeah. watching out for Santa.
1: Make sure you stock up on your... What was he? Uh, Cookies
3: and milk. Frozen pizzas.
0: (laughs) Hey, thanks to Scott Matura, our cook out in Big Sky, Montana. Mm -hmm. He sent some great stuff. He sent uh, duck bacon, a fully cooked product that can be eaten warm or cold. There are no limits to what can be done with it. From your morning eggs to a classic BLT to the best topping a rookie burger has ever seen. You can also dice it and add it to your mac and cheese. It has a four-month shelf life, refrigerated, but I know it won't last that long. It even eats well in the truck on the drive-up I-94. I'll put it up against anything at the grund. Hey, those are fighting words, Scott. What do you mean? Those are
2: fighting words. I I brought a couple packages home last night, got the side-eye from the wife. Really? uh, But we cracked one of the packages open, and uh, I want to keep that. Uh, And it was very delightful. We're going to bring it over to our Christmas event tomorrow and share with all. It was really good. Do you just eat it as it comes out of the package? Ben and I did, but like like Scott says here, you can do anything
0: with it. Well, he's, he's issued a fighting challenge there for, for our friends at the uh, uh David writes, David Smith writes, On Friday morning, I had the brilliant idea that I wanted to give meat boxes as gifts to my in-laws and two brother-in-laws' families for a Christmas celebration on Saturday. I had a two-hour window in the afternoon to get there and get back before a Friday afternoon meeting. I got there and ordered three grill boxes. Problem was they only had one made up. They said it would take about 30 minutes to make the rest. I said, that's going to cut it close because I have to get in and out. I was about to say, it's okay, I'll just take one. They jumped right in and made the other two boxes, and I was out the door in 10 minutes nice. with the meat boxes and also a bunch of brats, meatloaf, some rookie burgers from my own freezer. Oh, and I bought a smoked salmon and ate it in the car on the way home. <laughs> that was the best <laughs> damn salmon I ever had in <laughs> my life. You. And tomorrow I get a car wash with a good vacuuming, but worth it. Fantastic. Uh, these are our friends at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Spencer, close the store. Take a break for Christmas. No, don't. <laughs> Take a break for Christmas. I'm sure they're open today, the so maybe... I'll find out. Got find out, but uh, it's just fabulous. It's become the garage edition's go-to place for choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roasts, uh, double-smoked hams, choice tenderloin, smoked salmon, lamb chops and roast pickled herring, all the props, the jerky. Uh, the chief got jerky from Grunhoffers and had it over here. It was just fantastic. It's sweet, isn't it? Oh, it's it was just fantastic. fantastic. Sweet. It was sweet yeah. jerky. It's just fantastic. John ate most of it. Yeah, well, well, just a couple pieces. Did save yeah. some for us. <laughs> why don't you just go to the Google and type because in? Because they don't list their holiday
1: hours. That's why I'm calling them right now. Oh, well, you find hey, that out. Hey, this is Chris Reavers with Garage Logic. Are you guys open Listen to today? A name
0: drop? Yeah. yeah. How'd you... hey, it's five. Here. Thanks, buddy. You bet. Till Til 5 o'clock. Grunhofer's open till 5 today. They're on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo.
4: And
3: now, here's a man who once had a hole-in-one. Why can't he do that every time? Your mayor, Joe Suchere.
1: <laughs> I can't afford it! <laughs> Why can't he do it every time?
2: I got a tip for you. Such, you need a tip? Here's a tip right here. And it comes courtesy of minnesotagunclass.com slash GL. A traffic stop. now. You're a guy that gets pulled over once or twice a week, so you probably no, already no, know this. I don't get
0: pulled over twice
2: a week. Uh, a traffic stop, it can go many different ways. In the best case scenario, you'll talk the officer out of it like Such does. You know who I am? I don't have, I've never done that in my life. And you'll be on the road patting yourself on the back. I'm Joe Sucheray. I've never done that in my life. The worst case scenario, however, you could end up being arrested or even worse, way worse. How you act and what you do is going to play a big part uh, in your experience and you making it home. Your main job, make the officer feel safe and not threatened. Keep your hands visible. Don't make any sudden moves. Don't reach for the glove box. Ask permission Make that officer happy. Minnesota Gun Class's 10-minute video on police encounters, it covers everything. Uh, and it'll make you look pretty smart and make that cop happy. You'll find it on minnesotagunclass.com GL. And if just by chance you want to get your permit to carry, do it. Join over 20,000 Minnesotans who've already trusted Minnesota Gun Class for their certification at 28 state lo- uh, statewide locations. Plus... We've got like five of them here around town in the Twin Cities. The class, it's geared for everybody from beginners to advanced shooters. Even if you're new, Uh, sign up and you'll be well on your way. Again, it's minnesotagunclass.com slash GL for more information and to watch that police encounter video. Start out by, hey, I'm Joe
0: Soceray. Does the name Baba Vanga ring a bell? Baba Vanga? Baba Vanga. Mm -hmm. Not the Uh, Mm name. Is he that? It's a she. Oh, no. Blind Bulgarian mystic. Baba Vanga, who was said to have predicted 9-11 and Brexit. She's yep. considered the Nostradamus of the Balkans. She's, uh, she's dead. The old uh, gal died. She died 23 years ago, but her uh, predictions apparently keep coming true. And uh, she said uh, the most startling revelation is that Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump's lives are in danger. She predicts that for 2020. The Russian president could reach the end of his mortal coil thanks to an assassination attempt from within the Kremlin. And almost as dramatically, the U.S. president will fall ill with a mysterious illness, which will leave him deaf and with a brain tumor. Wow! Those with long memories may remember Baba foretold that Putin and Trump's lives would be in danger last year, suggesting some kind of cosmic rollover. Another uh, recurrent theme in her predictions has been the destruction of Asia, Baba foresaw that a big wave will cover the shore and people will disappear underwater in, some, in what some interpreted as the destruction of Thailand by a huge tsunami in 04. The outlook is 2020 is equally bleak with more tsunamis and earthquakes included to hit the continent. She also predicts a meteorite will uh, fall on Russia. Perhaps the most ominous prediction of the clairvoyant was the European continent could reach the end of its existence at the hands of Muslim extremists. The Bulgarian suggested that extremists would use an arsenal of chemical weapons against Europeans. Supporters of Baba are keen to emphasize how spot-on she has been with 85% accuracy, a phrase that regularly crops up on her fan forums. Uh, According to babavanga.com, the figure is drawn from research conducted by Professor George Lozanov, a former director of the Bulgarian Institute of Suggestology. Never heard of it. Suggestology. I didn't know there was such a thing. In 1989, she guessed that America would be hit by two steel birds in a terror attack in what was later interpreted as 9-11. She said, horror, horror, the American brothers will fall after being attacked by the steel birds. The wolves will be howling in a bush and innocent blood will be gushing. Baba's big breakthrough had come a year earlier, however, when she accurately predicted the sinking of Russian submarine the Kursk. Before canceling Christmas and ordering a nuclear bunker, readers should know that some questions remain about Baba, uh, some of which have been proved to be way off the mark. She's an old uh, old fortune teller, huh? old soothsayer. She's I have c- a creepy looking. I have a question. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, if she died 23
0: years ago, you said?
1: Correct. Uh, Here we go. Get the bucket ready. I, oh, I, thought, I, I, thought,
0: I want to I be accurate I That's I what just, I thought you said. I just
1: saw when she died. Uh, 1996. Okay, so she died 23 years ago. How did she know that per- Trump would be president? Did she predict that? I don't know. Doesn't
0: say here Bob. Well, Baba.
1: She didn't say Trump, did she? Well, I thought that's what Joe just read.
0: Yeah, that she Trump she is- said that Trump and Putin are in danger this year. Or did she just simply well, say? Well, I mean, she's got. She knows. Well, I'm not doubting it. it. I man, just mean, did she predict Trump would be president? Does not she... say that in here? I think. <laughs> sorry. Oh, God,
1: <laughs> uh, how much time We're do you f- want to
2: kill with this bit? I, I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, I
0: don't. I don't do. I don't <laughs> do wow. radio. That. Do you want to
2: stretch it out, or do you want me to kill this right here and now? You kill Joe, it right gotta now. Gotta
1: kill some time. I think That's not our,
2: how I operate. <laughs> I think our friend Rookie oh, wow. could throw enough garbage, enough bleep against the wall. To where some of it's going to stick, and he'll be proven yeah, right. Yeah, but he ain't a blind I think, mystic. I th- what, my point is, anybody could do it, including my buddy, Rookie.
0: Yeah. Well, he ain't a blind mystic. You
2: throw enough bleep against the wall, some of it's gonna uh, well,
0: going to stick. 85%. I'm Well, going with the blind mystic. All right. Uh, she's got all kinds of gloom and doom in mind for us. <laughs> you know, nuclear war you know, Kim's going to send us a Christmas surprise. Yeah, he's got a gift
2: for us. It. Did a she present. say anything about a cross in a field in North Dakota? Oh
0: God, Did God she predicted that. I fooled by that. <laughs> Honest to God, I thought the cows lined up in the well, shape of a cross. Why are you all in on this? You're all in. Like this is. I'm, the... not, I'm not all in. I think Baba Baba Vanga. <laughs> It's interesting. (laughs) Baba Venga.
3: (laughs) Baba Venga. Who's the guy who just
0: died? The Bassam, uh, his name is, you know, like John Smith or something. From Maui. Passed himself off as an LSD expert. Ross, Ross, Ross. Ross Ram, Allen, Ram
3: Das, Ram ba, 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 ba. Ram Das. What? Yeah, yeah. He had a hell of a good
0: thing. He, going had, a really, he had really quite good. the scam, Mister
3: Hoodwink. Ram Das. That's what Ram, Ram Das.
0: But his yeah. name was, you know, Richard Allen or yeah, something. I,
2: I read that in awe, and I had never heard of this Richard guy. Richard Alpert. Richard Alpert. He's just churning out books and garbage. You and never crap. heard of
3: him? No, I'd never I heard, didn't heard of, of him.
0: Why, wearing robes, my, yeah, uh, the whole deal.
3: My kid said to me yesterday, "Did you report on uh, Ram Das?" I went. You know who Rob Doss is? He goes, oh, yeah. I've read a bunch of stuff about him. Really? Really?
0: Well, you know what? Your kid's weird. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what I told him. Rush, a heck of a bit you got going here. (laughs) Hail the flashlight, kid. Hail you. (laughs) I was listening to your Monday, December 23rd podcast and heard you talk about lumps on your palms. I, too, have had those a couple of times, but they are gone, at least for now. Kenny's got the solution. All you have to do is ride one of Kenny's sleds, tape the throttle to the bars, and hang on. When I have had those lumps, the moguls and bumps from riding a sled and grabbing onto the handlebars tight has crushed the lumps in my palms. I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. It really has worked for me a couple of times over the years. Keep pushing back from a GL structural engineer, Eric Bunkers. Let's 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 face it, Suge. Yeah. You're soft. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean?
2: You don't work for a living. You've got the hands of a five-year-old... What, what does that woman. have to do
0: with these lumps? You
2: don't have a callus. No <laughs> I didn't say there were there. calluses. He you he's got bumps. You push a pen got around. The, you, you, p- you push a pencil. Mm-hmm. You're, you're soft, Joe. Okay,
0: Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kenny. Okay, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes with kenny you just let it go thank you kenny maybe he'll shut up yeah maybe if you just ignore him uh (laughs) frequent contributor downing writes regarding the former nike employee suing over the use of a preferred pronoun i'm starting to see where this will lead uh i'm starting to see where this will lead we will soon be known now not by any sort of name but only a number whether it's an employee number or a government-issued comrade number, I don't know. But one thing's for sure. No one's number can have only ones and zeros in it. That would be binary. There you
2: go. See, that's, that's clever. Fun.
0: That's because Downey's clever. Uh, I'll save that. this. That is pretty good. You guys want to hear Don Vogel's uh, great rendition yes! of uh, Little Drummer Boy? Sure. You want to You want to do it now or you want to take a break? Why don't we do it when back? we come back? That's yeah. let okay that I'm not done yet. Uh, how'd you find that? It's on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Hail you. Hail, hail, hail us. Somebody. Uh, yeah. Huh? I request, nay, demand a mayoral investigation into the disappearance of Santa's pipe in the Rudolph story. When, Ru- when Rudolph returns to his home cave, Santa showed up with a pipe to tell Rudolph his parents were gone. The Mysterians are trying to erase our memories. Lifetime student of the GLAs, Paul Lehman. I think I recall that. Uh, there was a bit of a dust-up that uh, the anti-tobacco crowd got rid of. They Santa's. took the pipe out? They got Santa's really? pipe out of there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we learned a couple
1: of weeks ago that the, 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 the writer that said that that was all full of LGBTQRS.
0: Apparently. Uh, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. Uh, my stepdaughter graduated from St. Norbert's in De Pere, Wisconsin, with a BS in physics and was just accepted to the Medical College of Wisconsin to begin her path to becoming a doctor of neurology. Wow. Yesterday, we discussed climate change. Or I should clarify, she told me three points on why we have climate change as she studied over 400 uh, uh, scientific papers documenting why we have climate change in her education at St. Norbert's. However, her class reviewed zero scientists, who studied the contrary? Uh, now to her three points. One, forest growth in California. Two, people moving into forested areas. Three, fires that result in the plastic pollution evidence in the world. That was enough for her. This cycle causes climate change. I said these points are not indicators of climate change, but Alexis, name changed to protect the university educated, <laughs> did not want to discuss as she has her degrees in it's settled fact. I see this as the end of the world uh, confirmed. Merry Christmas, Terry. On Alaska, Wisconsin. Mm. Mm. That sounds like an uncomfortable Christmas dinner to me.
1: <laughs> Joe, this is rare uh, um, when we switch to podcast, but we actually have a caller uh, for you. Uh, right. Travis is on
0: the line. Travis? Hello,
4: Joe. How are you doing?
0: How are you? Good, how are you? Good.
4: <coughs> because I stayed home, I won't have to cancel Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> He got
0: (laughs) you. Had to get it in, didn't you, Travis?
5: I almost had to cancel Christmas. Ah, You got him. All
0: right. Merry Christmas. Thanks, bro. You know what? Go ahead. Say it once more. Get it out of your system. I'm good. No, I want want to hear it once more. I want to hear it. Now I... Now that I own you, I'm good. I'm, I'm in your head. Come now on. See, now you won't it. do it, will you? Perfect.
1: Now I want to really bad, but I know that if I say it,
0: I lose, so yes. Joe. Perfect. I win. Perfect. I win, Joe. Okay, goodbye. You win, Christmas. <laughs> goodbye. Fantastic. He wins. We'll be back with Don. We'll be back with Don Vogel.
5: The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. Since these are the holidays, would you be satisfied with only one dessert and it was fruitcake? That would be like having one agent representing one company for your insurance. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates a dessert exchange with his 20 family members. They make divinity, peanut brittle, fudge, cutouts, and gingerbread. You know, all the good stuff. At the Canopy Group, it is all about options. That's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies, and we also have 20 licensed insurance agents working behind the scenes to ensure you always have the best coverage at the best price. Remember, our clients' average saving is over $600 annually. This holiday season, don't get stuck with just the fruitcake. Get options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com today.
4: Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores,
0: sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sussure. The late Don Vogel uh, did the best Howard Cosell of anybody in the entertainment industry back in the day. Although he, he was rivaled by a guy in L.A. whose name escapes me. Uh... A famous it, guy? I yes. Know all in know. fact, in fact, Vogel and, and this guy from LA—they had dueling oh, one time. Oh no way! It was extraordinary. Hmm. And I can't remember his name. Maybe you could find that, John. I'm looking. We're looking it up. But here's Don Vogel at Christmas time. Give it a minute.
4: Yeah. Come! They told me <laughs> bum bum. Reason? A newborn king to see a rumpa bum bum. Good reason. Our finest gifts we bring a rumpa bum bum. Catchy, isn't it? <laughs> to lay before the king. A rumpa bump bum, another rumpa bump bum, and finally rumpa bump. <laughs> so, to honor him, a rumpa bump bum. When we come, the place Bethlehem, the event I think you know it, <laughs> baby Jesus. Knew him well. Rump bum bum. <laughs> I am a poor boy too, seeking a commonality with him. Rump bum bum. I have no gifts to bring. A rumpa bum bum, except for my rare individuality. <laughs> That's fit to give our king. A rumpa bum bum. Rump-a-bump-bump, not to be redundant, but (laughs) rump-a-bump-bump. Shall I play for you? A -a rump-a-bump-bump, right here, right now, on my drum. You know what happened next? I'll tell you. Mary nodded. A -a rump-a-bump-bump. <laughs> the ox and lamb, look at them, keeping time. A bum bum. I played my drum for him. A bum bum. And ladies and gentlemen, I played my best for him. A bum bum. Listen to me. Rumpa bum bum. Rumpa bum bum. You know what happened then? A very touching moment. <laughs> then Then he smiled at me. A rump a bump, bum. appreciating my immense talent, obviously. <laughs> me in my drum. He knew he was touched by greatness. <laughs> Howard Cosell reporting?
0: Oh, wow, my oh, favorite is line is the brilliant. place Bethlehem. Bethlehem. <laughs> Any luck? No. Uh, there was a dueling cosells where they both ended up just cracking each other up and laughing, and it was just fantastic. Huh. That would be fun to hear.
3: I wonder. Here's who, how was.
1: good that that is. So that's on YouTube. It yeah. actually has it titled Howard Cosell. Right. It doesn't even. You know, that's how good Vogel was. Right. It doesn't even mention him in the. In the it was bi-line. so fun
2: working with
0: him. See if you can go wow. to YouTube. Try it through YouTube. Dueling Cosells. I really, you know what? I really got lucky with this stupid, dumb career
2: of mine. I think you did. I really got yes. lucky. I was able to work with that crotchety
0: old blind bastard. I loved. Him. <laughs> My favorite it was so that. fun me and Pat put a hat on because <laughs> he was waiting for a cab to go to the bank and we had a, we told him it was a Cubs hat because he was a Cubs guy, but it was a hat with a giant breast boob on it, on, on a, right above the visor and he put it on, thank you, and he walked down the sidewalk, got in the cab, and he had that hat on. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, yeah, there's nothing here. Yeah, well, we'll what take were it.
2: those uh, filterless cigarettes? They were French, weren't they? Gow, he, Gowai, something like Gowai that. Or he or smoked something? those things right down to his
1: fingers, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Folks, I'll also po- post this to the GL Facebook page for people that want to play it for others uh, during Christmas and and he, yeah.
0: and he did a lot of different voices. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only reason he died is he couldn't see his urine. So he didn't know he was peeing blood. Right. Oh jeez. Huh. So it could have got he he might have you know gotten that taken care of and his wife, wife was blind right. too. When did he pass away? What year? Oh god, this is the late nineties, right? Okay. Yeah, no,
2: early nineties because yeah, I was already yeah. at the fan. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we lost him and uh, John McDougal. Yeah. Uh, very close to each other.
0: We'll be back with Johnny Height.
1: Now, here's a man who never plays with a brand new titleist unless he finds it while wandering through the bushes on the back nine. Your mayor and mine, Joe Soucheret.
0: Say, right now, there's a end of the year cash bonuses on Alpha Romeo's at Schmelz in Countryside. What's that sh- I mean? Schmelz Countryside, it means a deal for you, it means a deal in one of them finest driving cars I've ever driven, the Alfa Romeo, both the Giulia and the Stilvio. I'm in the Stelvio right now. I'm talking about Schmelz Countryside VW, Alfa Romeo and Fiat. It's on the uh, south East quadrant of Highway 36 and 61, family-owned. That's getting to be pretty rare in this day and age. You walk into a lot of these dealers, they're owned by some conglomerate in Texas. This is the Schmelz family. Uh, we're now in the third generation of ownership. My dad got his 1960 VW there. I've purchased at least two VWs, two Alfa Romeos. And I'm eyeing the Fiat 124. It's great personal uh, great personal service, great experience. You, you, you'll just notice a completely different vibe when you walk into the store. Great products. They're fun. I like to drive fun and interesting cars, and Schmelz specializes in fun and interesting cars, not to mention fuel-efficient and whatever needs you have to get through a winter. com. Oh, Schmel's, yesterday. Yep, thank you. com at SchmelzFiat.com. And right now on Alpha, end of the year, cashback bonus on Alpha Romeo. Check, uh, check them at Schmelz for all your uh, all your information.
2: Yeah. Let's put it out to the GLers because they're always correcting us. They're always helping oh, us. They're always finding yes. information for us. Yeah. For the last few minutes, uh, while we took that break, the, we've actually been looking for this guy that you know or have heard of And you say he's from the West Coast, L.A., somewhere like that, that
0: did the dueling Howard thing with Don Vogel. I I saw the guy, uh, whenever I would be in L.A., he would be a guy hanging out in a dugout. Uh, He was uh, either in radio or TV. And he also was the guy who did a great uh, John Gordon-like bit on Tonight at the Ballpark it's uh, Plutonium Night. One of those guys. <laughs> Wait, not Brockmire. Uh, no, not Brockmire. Okay. okay. Anyway, Vogel... Well, that's a good guess, though. Somehow, they got wind of each other, and Vogel one day called him, and they did a dueling Howard uh, till where they both cracked themselves up, and it ended. And I think the guy in L.A. whose name I can't place, I think he surrendered and, and admitted that Vogel was the best. And it, we can't we can't find the damn.
2: I wonder it, if Rob Pendleton or somebody like that, an old producer who worked here, would know.
3: There's got to be somebody.
5: Jim Healy, you've got a weak show.
3: No. That's Jim Healy. He's an L.A. radio guy, and he used to put Cosell
0: in the middle of his show. Well, maybe that's, it that's was a, Jim Healy, but I don't I think so. Find. I don't think so. For some reason, I sensed that I would recognize the name if I heard it. Huh. I don't know. Anyway, here's John Hank okay. at the news That bureau. was Hank Azaria that I was thinking of, not the, no. the guy that Right. Well we, No, we
3: knew, knew yeah. what he meant. Yeah, because he wouldn't be old enough. True. Uh, and news, you were talking about news. You're right, Joe. There's a lot of bad news all the time. Just, it's, just from searching Jim Healy, he fits the bill. I mean, he was a sports
0: radio guy in the 80s. Okay. Did he ever did, keep searching him? Do you ever see anything on there dueling co with Don Vogel? I'll keep searching. Right. You go ahead, John. Uh, and uh, there's always bad
3: news. So let's start this newscast with some good news. Please. All right. The Green Bay Packers are champions such of the a, NFC North for Pete's sake. after a 23 to 10 win over the Vikings last night. <laughs> uh, let's see, you're a Packer fan who hates Trump. They, oh. they were,
1: oh, <laughs> listen oh, wow. to you're in trouble now. you, oh, oh, wow. to you. Yeah. oh. yikes,
2: uh, Chris, your team really stunk it. Uh, up. You know
1: what's funny is Man. The, the 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 notion of Kirk Cousins playing better. Listen, yes, when he's playing a soft defense. In a meaningless situation, he puts up fantastic numbers. But when he is faced with any pressure in a game that means anything, he folds like a cheap suit. He's 0-9 on
3: Monday night. <laughs> oh. yeah. Vikings are now assured of the sixth seed in the playoffs. Most likely scenario, there's a bunch of scenarios. The most likely would find them heading to New Orleans for game one of the playoffs. See
0: you later. That's one and done.
3: Yep. Yeah. Packers, if they
0: play like they did last night. Yeah.
3: Packers still have a shot at the number one seed. Uh, they would need a Seattle win over the 49ers and a Packers win over the Lions last week of the season. So, But both teams are in the playoffs, so congrats to both teams. Yeah.
0: Congrats John to John says with considerable smugness. No, I would. I'm. I, I don't know what you're talking
3: about.
1: Uh, Joe, you were asking earlier, currently I'm looking at NORAD and Santa is right over Port Louis Mar- Mar- Maroutis.
0: Meritus. 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 Over the Atlantic
1: Ocean. <laughs> yeah, he's headed here, He's on his way. He's on, he's his, on way. his
0: way. we got satellites and drones and binoculars and the whole deal. Boy, this video feed at NORAD is really yeah. cool. You
2: James Patrick Healy was a longtime Los Angeles, California sports commentator whose daily solo radio show featured a number of sound effects and audio clips of famous sports personalities, which he played repeatedly to affect an acerbically humorous tone. Acerbically,
3: I said it right the first Very time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, since you guys were talking But he so- died in 82. Oh, then that's not oh. the guy. That can't be the guy. Uh, Since you guys were talking Christmas, I I wrote a little song. No, that's not right. He didn't die in 82.
2: I'm going to just turn this microphone off right now. Why why don't you leave now?
0: I'll I'll, I'll
3: see you guys next year. i will see you. Go to the farm. I should have written a song called Kenny Olsen, Mr. Research. That probably would have fit better. How about just shut up, Kenny? This is a little Christmas song. (laughs) Wonderful. Since you guys were talking Santa Claus. Right. You know. Let's see. You have a Christmas shirt on, don't you, John? I got my Beatles uh, Christmas shirt. also got... Uh, if you look here i got my santa claus uh, oh you got santa claus shoes santa on. claus converse yeah. uh, chuck taylors okay let's let's try this I, who knows if this will work let's see my credit cards are pretty much paid off then christmas rolled around yeah things will be tight for a while but that won't get me down i got no money to spend but things are good all in all Things could be worse. At least I don't pay my taxes to the city of St. Paul. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Joe, I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. There, that's that's my uh, Christmas yeah, song. Yeah,
0: take a shot, didn't it? Hope you <laughs> enjoyed
3: <the> it, Joe. Christmas <laughs> Eve. Happy holidays, everyone. Take a shot
0: at the you know, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Eve.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not, well, not really. All right, now to news. <laughs> A person was stabbed on a downtown Minneapolis bound light rail train Monday afternoon after an earlier confrontation that apparently started at the Mall of America. Police were called about 6 30 p.m. to the area of North 4th Street and Portland Avenue near U.S. Bank Stadium for a possible stabbing, according to John Kumarek, spokesman with Metro Transit. An adult whose age and gender weren't immediately available, taken to a nearby hospital with serious injuries, the person is expected to survive. Hours later, officers determined that the assault had occurred on a northbound Blue Line train somewhere between the stadium and the mall, where the victim and the suspect apparently got into an altercation. The report came in around the same time the Vikings and Packers were kicking off their nationally televised game inside the stadium. Police later aired a description of the suspect, a light-complected man with earrings who was wearing a black winter jacket with red lining, jeans, and light tan cowboy boots. He was last seen riding away on a red bike. According to police radio transmissions, no arrests as of Monday evening had been announced. Mall of America spokeswoman declined to answer questions about a fight at the mall, referring those questions to Bloomington police. A uh, dispatcher there said no one was available to answer any questions. Did somebody die? No, he's, he should be okay. All right. Uh, he's, he's in the hospital as of now. Yeah. Why in God's name would you ever take that thing again? <clears throat> I I advise my peeps not to take it. Yeah. Yeah. After 40 years in business, Minneapolis's last neighborhood strip club has held its final dance. BJ's survived 27 years after the city tried to move all nude entertainment downtown. What was the name of it? BJ's. Never, I've never sure. been there. Washington. Really? Right, I've phone. never been there. I, been, I was,
2: Washington and Broadway. Yeah.
3: Huh. Pass it every time we go to a Twins game. Oh, Washington right. and
1: Broadway. Oh, yeah. It's right, okay. right off the
3: highway. Yeah. yeah. It kept rolling after the city ordered them to stop the dancing in 2007. And then a new cutoff of January 1st, 2020 was approaching when a developer offered to buy the place at 229 West Broadway. Owner Brian Bierstrom said it's just time. And so the regulars gathered Monday to bid farewell with one last drink from a bartender they consider a friend or one last lap dance from the woman they've grown to know over the years. There's uh, only one gal working no. there? <laughs> there's, there's more than one.
1: Honey, so, i got to go to this emotional sh- 60-year-old
0: still working there. <laughs>
3: Grandma brings her kids in yeah. on the holidays oh, God. and her grandkids. They've been reminiscing a lot over the past week. A lot described the bar in the same way. Bartender Chuck Duskowitz said during an interview last week, it's like cheers with topless girls. <laughs> okay. Bjerstrom's father, Jerry, opened the bar in 1980 when it was still legal to have strip clubs throughout the city. In 1992, officials passed an ordinance that required new strip clubs to be located downtown. Please tell me they're not open tonight. Uh, No, yesterday was the last day. Okay, good. good. A decade later, they passed a new measure... (laughs) Hold off on the gifts. I gotta run to Bee (laughs) They passed a new measure that required new dancing to be phased out at clubs outside of downtown, including... BJ's Liquor Lounge. Jerry Burstrom eventually reached a deal with the city to do away with the dancing in 2007, but the city worked with him as the deadline passed. It helped. According to Minneapolis officials, the club never had any major health violations or public safety pro- uh, problems. Never was never in the news. Never. No. Linda Roberts, the assistant manager of business licensing for the city, said it's a great example of the city and a business working together. And you know what? The same with stand-up Franks. You know, it's got this reputation, but geez, I
2: can't remember the last time they were in the news. Anyway.
3: Uh, The original owner, Jerry, died in 2018, so another round of talks occurred with the city. They agreed then that dancing would end by 2020. By then, they were the last strip club operating outside of downtown. There are 13 other strip clubs in Minneapolis. BJ's Liquor Lounge could have continued to serve drinks under the new arrangement, but before that happened, a developer approached Brian Buerstrom with an offer. He accepted it nobody's sure what the bar will become next. If uh, I were the president's advisors, I might ask Rudy Giuliani to take a few plays off. Mm -hmm. Rudy says uh, in a new interview, he's more of a Jew than George Soros, who survived the Nazi occupation of Hungary as a teen. Rudy's a Catholic. In a (laughs) remarkable (laughs) interview with New York Magazine, President Trump's lawyer painted the Jewish Soros, a frequent target of conspiracy theories about uh, Jews as a puppet master who has secretly been pulling the strings in Ukraine. In the interview, he's quoted as saying, Don't tell me I'm anti-Semitic if I oppose him. He's hardly a Jew. I'm more of a Jew than Soros is. Jeez. I probably know more about it. He doesn't go to church. He doesn't go to synagogue. He doesn't belong to a synagogue. He doesn't support Israel. He's elected eight anarchist DAs in the United States. He's a horrible human being.
2: Well, did
4: you say, Rudy!
3: Did you
2: say he was in a camp? Who? No, what Soros?
3: Yeah, he yeah, let's see. Uh, nah, he survived the Nazi occupation of Hungary, so oh, he wasn't hungry. at a camp. Okay, no? all right. Yeah.
2: But it's still, that, I think that that you know that, that's uh, if you're going to compare well,
0: resumes, Rudy's been a little off the rails lately. You may have Joe, you, you know, he's starting to noticed. look like one of those characters at the bar in the first Star Wars movie. Rudy, Rudy is, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I <laughs> have noticed, noticed down that. There at <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Both elbows up <laughs> yeah. on the bar. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nursing
1: a heater. (laughs) But you were right. You predicted a few weeks ago Trump's going to claim he's never met him before. he's never
3: (laughs) heard of him. (laughs) Let's skip that one. That's another not positive story. Boy, Some drivers in Boise, Idaho have gotten a surprise this holiday season. After seeing flashing blue lights in their rearview mirrors, police are giving out candy instead of tickets for minor offenses. In the days leading up to Christmas, Boise police officers have been giving motorists chocolate bars and just a warning during stops. Corporal Kyle Wills said that positive interaction we have with them is an opportunity for us to help educate them on being aware of their driving and being safe drivers. What
0: about the people they terrify when they see the lights? No kidding.
3: Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't speed. Wonder how many drunk drivers
2: and high drivers and uh, my beer No drivers' stopped. license and no insurance.
3: Well, they're, and, just, they're stopping them for kind of infractions.
2: Kind of, it sounds to me like they're fishing, John. They're
3: stopping them for infractions. Mm-hmm. They're this not is, stopping them. Mm-hmm. I don't like this either. If John. somebody's yeah. speeding, oh. oh, what is wrong yeah. with you people? The, the man, man. <laughs> guys are idiots. Isn't
2: your dad an ex uh, Leo? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just ignore the ignore this portion of the tape. Yes,
3: sorry, uh, Dad, Mr. Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're looking for an unusual we're seeing uh-huh. right now. Go oh. to go to radar. Uh-oh. Uh, right now. Yeah. He
1: this is, is important. Still in that same area. He yeah. is last seen in Port Louis, Mauritius. Mar- uh-huh. And he's heading for Port-a-France.
0: <laughs> so he's down in the Caribbean?
2: No, he was last oh, here, let me zoom out. He's up yeah. in Canada. Uh, let me zoom. I'm zooming
3: uh-huh. out. Santa. Santa's lost.
1: Yeah, he's at the French yeah, he's a southern Quebec. Antarctic, Antarctic lands. So he's. I mean, let me zoom out again here. He's, Never mind. Uh, he's Go down ahead. there uh, wow. Indian, southern part of the Indian Ocean, sir.
0: Oh, southern part of the southern Indian Ocean. Part of the Indian Wait a minute, ocean. Oh, yeah. he, he's, and uh, kids, he's not going to make it here by by tomorrow morning. No, for you. don't. Say I don't think. That. Work I thought for you no started presents, out saying no. he was up in like Newfoundland or. No, he, I said
2: that he, he did.
1: Oh. He was there, oh. and then he went through Russia. It's the not Newfoundland. Newfoundland. By the way. It's Newfoundland. New found Land. Royale with
2: Jesus. Well, kids. I'm
0: sorry. I really am. I, I'm. I don't think he'll make it here <laughs> no. by tonight. Are you oh, saying
1: they may have to? Don't. Might have to cancel. Cancel Christmas. Christmas? Yeah. Do you want me to get
0: Travis back on the line? Don't. Don't
3: they, say uh, uh, that. You said he went through Russia too. They wouldn't give a commies gifts, would he? Kids. Old wow. Uncle. Old <laughs>
2: uncle, oh, yeah. uncle Joe and his. Buddy Evil John are having fun
1: with you, yeah. he'll be there. All right. According to Norad, he will be in Madagascar in approximately 9 minutes and 31 seconds. Oh,
0: he, he's nowhere near this continent. Well, he moves quickly, We got Joe. time. He moves All right. quickly. Yeah. All right. He
1: moves quickly. He He's magic.
3: If you're looking for an unusual last-minute gift for an automotive enthusiast in your
0: life, there's No, the, no. Uh, I want this story. Floor mats. Because <sighs> I want to rip the hell out of it. <laughs> Like, and I have the perfect way to kick it
4: off. All I,
2: right. I tweeted something yesterday that fits in nicely with John, this. Yeah, I'll do I
4: already, it right now.
2: Well, I
3: already killed a three pager because you used it to open the show. <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you opened the show with. Uh, By the way, way oh, lady? the journalist, the yeah. journalist. When you, Kenny,
1: after after I played the Cosell bit. It then goes so it's got a th- thread of Vogel clips on YouTube. Yeah. The next one was Howard Calls the Heaven hotline. You guys remember that bit? Yeah. Oh that yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. So there is there's a whole thread of if But you're not finding where he dueled with somebody. No, I because I was looking that for that weird? too. Huh. Well, quit rain manning it. You're done now. You don't have to look anymore. <laughs> by <laughs> by blonde hair,
2: by blonde hair, did you mean white hair? Because I do have a picture of him here. Beely. And he well, maybe you would know by looking at this little picture. Is that him?
0: No it's this was po- when did Healy die? I haven't found that. Um 1994. Oh, could have been Healy then. Could have been Healy. Huh.
5: When well, in the
0: 80s were the Dodgers in the World Series? 81, 87, 88.
1: 88? 87 they weren't in it.
2: Were no, they ever in the, they were they
0: in the series in the 90s? <laughs> no. It's
2: got to be him.
1: No, 88 they weren't either.
0: Uh, I'm going to say no that Yeah, they not won in the 88. I'm of him. Wasn't it's it's not not th- was Dodgers Oakland and the Giants? No, that was 89. 89.
1: Yeah. How do you
0: know?
2: Did you ever talk to him and have him do Howard to you?
1: A bunch of us
0: would ask him to do it, sure. all right, all right.
2: That's not funny yet. I'm still trying to figure this out. Is that mine? What's the city ordinance 9.0?
0: Yeah, that's mine. Sorry. I
3: I turned it up to see if I could find Howard before, and I forgot to turn it back down.
0: Can I steal your news story? If you want, sure. It's your show. If you're looking for an unusual (laughs) last-minute gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, (laughs) There's a classic car like no other being offered through an online auction that ends tonight, Christmas Eve. It's a 1974 Ford Maverick. It's, uh, it's on bringatrailer.com. It has 66 miles on the odometer. According to the Portland, Oregon-based seller, a brother and sister inherited some money, and the brother surprised his sibling with the car as a present. The problem was she couldn't drive and didn't want to. So we parked the medium yellow gold four door in her garage and it sat there for 35 years until she passed away. Uh, The 66 miles allegedly represent the distance from the Ford dealer to her house. And while the car has been sold twice since then, not a single one, not a single mile has been added. The fluids have been changed, however, including the oil in its 250-cubic-inch Thriftmaster (laughs) (laughs) inline-six. There's also a new fuel tank and battery, but it is otherwise all original right down to its vinyl and cloth-striped bench seats. The car was equipped with a three-speed automatic transmission, air conditioning, AM radio, and it cost $3,323.67 when new. Ford sold just over two million Mavericks in North America from '69 to '77, and 1974 was the best year for the Maverick, 301,048. As of this writing, the bidding has reached 11,500, which is around what the Haggerty Price Guide estimates perfectly maintained example is worth. But you'd be hard pressed to find one more perfect than this. Yeah, but there's a problem with it. Yeah, what's that, Joe? It's, it's a Maverick. It's a maverick. <laughs>
2: yeah, and there's and you called it something yellow. It's, it's al- a weird, yellow. Almost blue. gold. Yeah. They said it's a, uh, uh, what what
0: color did they call it? It,
2: it looks like urine almost. Yeah. It, 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 and no matter
0: what you do to it, it's still a, a gross. I just, uh, I I love stories like this, and I'm fascinated that there is a Maverick out there with 66 miles on the clock, but it's a Maverick. I uh I had an uncle, Uncle Frank,
3: who yep. drove a Maverick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. I don't know why I should talk. I drove a Pinto. Ooh.
2: And even if you bought it, I, I mean, you I, couldn't. Have, you couldn't drive it. You couldn't drive it. It'd be more fun to have something with high miles, so you could go out and let people laugh at you. Yeah. Same with that Lacar that I tweeted yesterday.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole point of owning this would be to maintain its no right. miles, right? And then if it's what? only and, and then if,
2: yeah, then what? Exactly. And if it's only worth eleven grand now, it's going to take another hundred years to get it up to twenty grand. I
0: think so, uh, but undeniably, it's new. And that has a virtue of its own. The, the chrome is perfect. The lights are perfect. Everything's perfect. If Ford
2: Motor Company had a soul, they'd buy this and... Put it in the museum. Uh, you know what? That's, that's where it, a great idea. That's yeah. where it goes. It yeah. goes in the
3: Henry Ford Museum. They do, uh, I, I will say, and uh, rest uh, Uncle Frank, uh, rest Uncle Frank in heaven, but I can tell you that a booze bottle fit perfectly under the seat <laughs> <laughs> in, really? in the Maverick. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, was 10 yours at, I was 10 at the time. And, oh, it won't be yours. Occasionally, yeah. do one of these and pull it out and go... On the bottle and t- <laughs> <laughs> take a hit off. It yeah, I have no, no idea. Life in rural
0: North Dakota. <laughs> he, well, he
3: did that. He went through treatment about old 10 years after that and didn't drink the rest of his life. But uh, it was, uh, I was a little confused. Drinking as a, as in the a, car as is a not a good sign. That's, no, that's not, not a, a good sign. sign. Hey, I got a question. Speaking of cars, since you guys are talking about the liquids, the fluids, liquids. Yeah. If you have a car, a brand new car, yep. okay. Yep. Um, it uh, uses synthetic fuel, uh, synthetic oil. If you don't put many miles on it, should you still change that, say, once a year?
0: Oh, absolutely. The
3: okay. synthetic oil. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why? What? Why do you? Well, ask? What, what? Give me my, the context. Yeah, I'm. My, not, I'm, my, I'm
3: starting to worry. My wife leased a car. She she's had it since March. It has 1,032 miles on it. Boy, you weren't kidding when you said she doesn't drive far. Oh, it's about a mile to her work, to her job. That's all. The only place she ever. Drives. Okay,
2: I know the answer, but I think my answer is, and she's thinking about turning it back. Uh, she'll probably keep it. Uh, when, she, when it's done, it'll have six thousand miles on. I, I know my answer, but I, I bet a hundred bucks it's different from Joe's answer. Go ahead, Sue. My answer is change every possible fluid and filter in Just it. Do it anyway. Yeah. Now, absolutely, or, or when it's due.
0: Well. Because well, it's only got thousand, it'll, it'll never be due. It'll never be due through due, the thirty-nine month lease. My God, it's cheap insurance. It'll cost you sixty bucks. Get an oil change. I have some advice for that car. And um, you, by the way, did you get your Lincoln to the dealer? I was yet? just
1: going to say probably don't put gas in the washer fluid. Right. <laughs> <to thaw laughs> out the. Uh, did you get your Lincoln to a dealer? I yet? haven't had a chance to do it this week, but I'm doing. I haven't driven it since I brought it home. Well, how do you get to work? I have the other car. <laughs>
3: John, get the oil the change. Get tag. the oil change. Yeah.
0: Okay, get I will. Get the oil change. I'll make sure. I wouldn't. Hello? Let it go. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Here we he, go. He's wrong. I'm the mayor, <laughs> and I'm telling you to get the oil change. All right, there you go. In I know more like, than I, he does. Yeah. Well, In
3: cases I, like this, I don't even argue. I anyways. actually told her she should get it changed, so I'm with you. You're on, on the right this. track. So yeah. I don't know anything about cars. Right, we'll so. be back. Just settle okay. down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you about 30 Bales Restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Todd and Tom are the longtime owners owners of that establishment and they are also big time fans of Garage Logic and they wanted me to personally thank each and every one of you GLers that's stopped in and made yourself familiar with their place 11th and Main Street in downtown Hopkins and by the way they have uh they have rotating menu items throughout the course of the winter but their happy hour is phenomenal a lot of people are having family and friends in town visiting take them to 30 bales and tell them that we sent you a lot of 5 dollar menu items all of their drafts are 5 bucks from 3 to 6, Tuesday through Friday, for their happy hour. It is spectacular. And this weekend, don't forget about their brunch. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday. It's a wonderful spot to take your family for a gathering. Look at their menu. Go online right now. You can go 30bales.go to 30bales.com. Check out their entire menu. They are a scratch Midwest kitchen, and they are so grateful for each and every one of you GLers that stopped in. Garage Logic will be back in just a minute.
4: Sure. I got it. Here's a man who doesn't ride the bus, but if he did, <laughs> it would cross the river twice. <laughs> Joe <Suchere. laughs>
1: Who that?
3: That's one of my favorites. Uh, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. That is from Dave Johnson. Thank you, Dave. By the way, I forgot to. T- I know you're doing an ad here. Yeah, I don't want right. to forget. I crossed the Cheyenne River. Three times really? in Wyoming yeah. cool. on that route. I cool. think you have to. Yeah, you basically yeah. do. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, dkmags.com, they're up in New Brighton. They love you even though your family doesn't. <laughs> D, 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 oh, I think that's apt. DK <laughs> Megs, uh, they're open today until three p.m. But you know, you know how Reavers is. This thing isn't going to get posted until sometime after five. <laughs> <Come on>!
5: So <laughs>
2: y- 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 if you're listening to this today on Christmas Eve, you're out of luck for buying a gift for a loved one or yourself. However. I can see this scenario playing out. Your loved ones, you know, the one that, that got your name for Christmas and that loved one hates you, so uh, he or she copped out and got got you one of those generic Visa gift cards with 50 bucks on it. This is perfect. Take it to dkmags.com New Brighton, or Monticello Pawn and Gun. What are you listening to there, Johnny? Uh, New, Nothing. DK Mags in New Brighton or Monticello Pawn and Gun the day after Christmas or any time after tomorrow and buy yourself, what your loved ones would have got you if they actually, in fact, did love you. They're the best gun shop in town, friendly, helpful service, a dandy selection of firearms, ammo, all the sundries, no matter what your skill levels, uh, whatever that level is, the fellows at DK Mags in New Brighton and Monticello Pond and Gun, they're they're there to help us, and they do it without attitude. Monticello Pond and Gun, right on the way to the farm. Stop in there when you're going up to my place in Douglas County. Uh, Just another part of the GL family here. DKMags.com, New Brighton, and Monticello Pond
0: and Gun. Traditional nativity scenes featuring statues of Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, shepherds, wise men, and animals always emerge at this time of year in celebration of Christmas. These displays offer many people hope, and they help commemorate Christ's birth. But every year without fail, there are debates over these nativity scenes with some atheist activists looking to ban and expel them from public property. Case in point, a nativity scene that was recently booted from an Iowa courthouse lawn. According to the Des Moines Register, uh, Appanoose County Courthouse Lawn in Centerville, Iowa, starting in November until some, they had it up until some residents complained and demanded removal. Their claim, the religious display shouldn't be on public property. One self-proclaimed atheist said, I shouldn't have to see baby Jesus on the courthouse lawn. Well, of course you shouldn't. That's very disturbing. So the nativity scene was moved on December 9 to a private lot a few blocks away, but that move has led to consternation with some residents seeking its return to the original spot on the courthouse lawn. Uh, And more than 1,000 people signed a petition to get it back there. And a heated Centerville City Council meeting later ensued with angry residents speaking out and deeming the nativity scene removal as an attack on their faith. The Register reported that the state chapter of the American Atheists threatened to demand equal access to the same property. What would they put up? A blank sheet of paper? What do they got? Uh, If the nativity scene is returned to its original place. So far, though, no decision has been made. In the end, the nativity scene display uh, is uh, inevitable each and every year. Uh, but these battles are uh, typical. Uh, I do not think I've changed my opinion. I don't. There's not a war on Christmas. There's, this comes up all the time. Yep. It's just a war on convention and tradition and American. It's not Christianity, history, and because I uh, see it certainly as a, part of it. Sure, I sure. see it as a war on Christianity. But, but in the interest of this being Christmas Eve, at the same time, the denizens of this small town in the middle of nowhere in Iowa uh, are having to uh, swallow their pride because a local crank complained, (laughs) Uh, a Catholic church in rural Louisiana, hoping to maximize blessings for everyone in town, has come up with a unique way to do it. See this? No, no. They filled a crap duster plane with holy water, <laughs> yeah. and they flew it over the town and dumped it on everybody. <laughs> You've been
2: blessed whether you want to yeah, or is, not. What about if it hits an oh. atheist? They'll oh. melt. Oh, no. I'm melting. I love, I'm melting. What a fantastic <laughs> idea. Oh, my goodness. We can bless more area in a shorter
0: amount of times so than Reverend Matthew Barzar of St. Anne Church in Cow Island, Louisiana, told NPR. Following this past Saturday's Mass, parishioners from the church in southwestern Louisiana headed to an airstrip about five minutes away. Churchgoers brought with them 100 gallons of water, which was loaded into the crop duster. I blessed it right there, and we waited for the pilot to take off, Barzar said, noting that was the largest amount of water he had ever turned holy. I've blessed some buckets for people, but never that much water, he said. (laughs) The pilot had instructions to drizzle certain parts of the community, including churches, schools, grocery stores, and other community gathering spaces. Word of it, raining blessings spread fast in Cow Island, which Barzar points out is not really an island, but when hurricanes strike, he said, the community is typically surrounded by water, hence the name. Wait, wait. It's called Cow Island? Cow Island. Oh, I love that. They heard name. the plane coming, and so they had enough time to step out of their house and see it spraying, he said, of the holy water falling from the sky. The idea was first proposed by a parishioner who was studying to become a missionary who was looking for a way to spread community togetherness and holy water across Cow Island.
2: Nothing gets you out of the house like a low-flying oh, plane. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Especially when it's going to douse you. Most of uh, the parishes have a central location, but my area and I have to cover a good 30 minutes to the next church. This is the priest. And so by plane, we realized it might be the easiest way to sprinkle people's fields rather than me going in a car to different locations. It was such a hit among the 200 Catholic families who attended the church that Bazaar said he's going to make it an annual event with hopes of upping the Holy Water Hall from 100 gallons to 300, the maximum amount the plane can carry at one time. It does have a history for us in our faith that the priests should bless the fields and, of course, the community around certain times of the year, especially harvest, he said. We call them ember days. Since the weekend sky blessing, Barzar has heard from other churches across the country. Other places saw the headline, and they are already trying to plan to do something. Before taking off on its holy mission, the crop duster was cleaned out of pesticides. That's a good thing. Bizarre Bizarre said he is confident the agricultural aircraft did not stir worry or confusion among any Cow Island residents. It's not the time to spray pesticides, he said, so the people from the community knew it was not spraying chemicals. What a wonderful story and not one bit of contrariness in here. That's so Mm. fun. What a great story. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. (laughs) If this keeps up, though. You know damn well somebody'll complain. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. If this uh what if they start flying down Summit Avenue you know <laughs> oh, man. dropping the holy water, somebody's gonna file a lawsuit. You've been blessed whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh Johnny, uh huh. Did you get up to EcoFund Motorsports? N- no. To get your fat tired electric bike? I didn't. You're I need, uh, need one? need to get the Well, exercise? I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just wondering if you did, because you'd love it. It's right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Probably too late now, as Kenny said. You know, Reavers won't get this posted until, I don't know, three or four <laughs> days from now. Uh, but they have 10 different youth models uh, of ATVs in stock, and GLers are getting a free helmet with every gas ATV. But you can check all this out after Christmas. The year-end sale is not over yet. $100 off all electric bikes, $100 off all in-stock scooters, which turn those errands into adventures. You're going to get about 75 to 100 miles an hour. And uh, great service, apparel, helmets, and the Yamaha lineup of winter products, the Yamaha snowmobiles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. It's a great one-stop shop with great service, Eco Fun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. Reavers has a letter I want him to read. An email.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, Reavers, by the way, uh, Santa is over the uh, country of Djibouti. 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 Djibouti? Djibouti. Do you know what the capital of Djibouti is? Your Djibouti. Djibouti, Djibouti? Mm-hmm. Djibouti, Djibouti. Uh, this is from <clears throat> the chief in response to our discussion yesterday Uh, my uh, my my faux pas yesterday kenny was more than pleasant or was more pleasant than i expected (laughs) and i was not pleasant (laughs) but Uh, if he needs to buy me some suds to clear his conscience, i'll gladly accept we're gonna do that i'll forgive the mayor for revealing my name even though i have been uh no i'm just kidding uh (laughs) there's probably more people in the mayor's staff than actually paid attention anyway merry christmas you knobs the chief all right thank you chief thank you chief
0: thank you 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 weren't you weren't terrible Kenny what you were was curt well you were curt uh, if
2: anybody's done this payroll thing, I was enrolling f- it for the first time, and it's put in your put in your name, put in your, <laughs> your password, put it in again, do this, it failed, start over, and I was at the height of frustration. I was super mad and irritated, and then Reavers drags a stranger in here, and I'm like, what the hell? Were you like that? Were you like that? And so, yeah, you know what? Here's 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 a hint for Chief and everybody else. If I just call me dummy when you see me. Hey,
1: Dummy, how that, you doing? That's the password.
2: Then I know you're an insider and Got you're it. okay and I can relax and I can say, Chief, sit down. I'm going to bend your ear for about 20 minutes about how much I hate this
0: payroll junk. Gotcha. I used to have a, a, a leather strap that uh, was so beaten and weathered that it had to come from a real sleigh that had three sleigh bells left on it. And they were just made the loveliest tone and I can't find it. And I used to take that outside you know, crouch under a window and do that. And then I'd get those little heathens oh, to think sure. that Santa was coming, you sure. know, getting ready. And mm-hmm. I can't find the darn... I think it's probably just been... I think it just disappeared back into Earth. It was so old. Have you have you been to our front lobby, uh, corporate lobby no. up front? Yeah. There's a cutter up there. There is? Yeah.
1: In the lobby, there's a, a two-person cutter. Well, I'm going to go look. Channel 5 is doing their... Uh, get,
0: s- oh, that's where Filling with presents. Stuff yeah. the Slay s- something yeah. like yeah, that? Yeah, they do yeah. it every year. It's, oh, it's really it's cool. it's so cool. Yeah. And
2: I think... I think we own it. I think it's HBI property. Probably. Came from the prop department. You, you decorate that thing, put it in your front yard. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Can
1: that's... you buy sleigh bells? Like, if I want to Fratelloni's, I can I think, get a sleigh I bell? I got to
0: think that they yeah. could tell you where to go if where's, they don't have them. Where's the sleigh <laughs> bell aisle, Frat? <friend? laughs> Wouldn't you have to go to a uh, place that sells horse equipment? Harnesses and stuff? Tack. Tack. That's what I was thinking <laughs> of. Horse equipment. Horse equipment. <laughs> horse equipment. <laughs> <laughs> like it's
1: a boat. <laughs>
2: You got any <laughs> horse equipment? He does, <laughs> Cut him slack, GL. Yeah, Cut he's slack.
0: a he's a city boy. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he means well. He's a city he's boy. A good guy. Yeah. I'm not going to buy that Maverick, although I keep thinking about it. <laughs> 66 miles on it. Say uh, Merry Christmas, GLers. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanawana Kwanzaa. And go to uh,
1: GarageLogic.com and get your GL gear. Obviously, you won't
0: be getting it in time for Christmas, but you'll still get it. There's been know. some uh, disgruntled emailers. Who uh, are having difficulty finding the Monday Night Sports Talk podcast? Yeah, I don't know what's going on because I found it right away. Well, I'd tell people again how they might look for that. Go to garagelogic.com. It's not that hard, but, is it? But no. don't click on more podcasts.
1: Yes. John, I'm going to come over. <laughs> what do you
3: here. click on? I don't know. It's a mystery.
1: I'm going to shut their mics off. Uh, <laughs> if you missed any other portions, go to garagelogic.com, and uh, please make sure you rate and review the show on iTunes. It uh, it helps us out tremendously.
3: Mr. Right, Mayor. Thank you. That's so, so what you get for coming here late today. today? Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Boys. Merry uh, Christmas. uh-huh. uh-huh.
5: <laughs>